I'm about to make a, a very inappropriate joke, but I don't really care. <laughs> I I wish I wish before I discovered music, I discovered uh dog sex because like if someone had told me, hey, you can make thousands of dollars a year, and I mean like mm-hmm. like more than at the very least a hundred thousand dollars a year just yeah. by having two dogs bang. Now I under hold on. I understand there's a lot more that goes into it. It's not just here yeah. here's a con uh, here's a, a condom that you get to throw away. Go go fuck. That I understand it doesn't work that way. But I'll tell you what, at the very least, being your own boss in that department is way better than showing up and potentially you don't know if you're going to be fired by someone else's standards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. dude, let the, let the exactly. dogs fuck. Let the dogs fuck. <laughs> and you get to be around puppies and I'm sure it's a handful, but like dogs are only pregnant for like three months. So it's not like you're going through this long ass pregnancy. It's like a quick transition and what you sell the dogs at like 13 weeks. So it really is like a quick turnover. Like super fast. You know, I know dogs are gener- genuinely or generally happy, but I was thinking the other day, kind of a high thought, even though I'm sober. What kind of what kind of hell would it be to actually be a dog? Like, think about it. You see them black and white, right? You, of course, you're getting if you have good owners, you're being fed, and you live you live in a good spot. But like, you don't know what anyone's saying. You just, you just like feel a feeling. You're like, okay, maybe I should like sit down or whatever. Like they, I know they understand, but like they understand in a a genuine, a general sense. And I'll give you an example. Say, say I went to Germany right now. Right. And someone's Mm -hmm. like, stop. stop, stop." I'm just like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I don't know what, I don't know what he wants, but I'm just going to take a fuck. I would take a, a sit. And then he just stops yelling at me. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) <laughs> I just I just feel like that's what it's like to be a dog all the time. It's just like people yelling at you and feeding you all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But there's that dog on TikTok. I don't think you have TikTok, but there's this dog on TikTok. Her name's Bunny. And Bunny started like a whole movement in the dog owner like area on TikTok. So basically bunny has all these buttons on the floor and she can make dead ass like full sentences for you to under understand her and so now those like went viral so all these people are getting like these buttons for their dogs so that their dogs can tell them what they need and what they want so you know yeah me being a dog mom definitely had to hop on that see that and i did get my puppy buttons <laughs> See, and but, guess what? What? I I was using the bathroom like I just got home, was using the bathroom, and then my puppy went up and pressed outside. So I took him outside because I was like, I don't know if that was an accident or that was like a real thing. But uh, me and uh, my boyfriend were sitting on the couch the other day eating like dinner and uh, they were begging. And then all of a sudden the puppy went over, walked over to the button and pressed food. I'm like, bro, he knows like he understands. Okay, all right. I I would like to offer a rebuttal. Okay. when I was in college, I forget what it was because college is one big fucking blur. But there was this fucking (laughs) um, there was this lesson 
where we learned that like they had mice or gerbils or something inside of this cage and they wanted mm-hmm. the mice or, or gerbil, whatever it was to do a specific action. And whenever it did that action, it got a pellet. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like with most animals, it's, it's not that they understand this is the word food. It's like, okay, yeah. this is the, sp- the particular block that I press and I, I get food or, or this one gets yeah. me outside. You know what I mean? Like they're smart. I'm not saying they're yeah. dumb. I'm just saying like, it's, it's almost like a bunch of deaf. Uh, nope. Nope. Actually. Nope. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to all my deaf peeps. Um, I know you, I actually, I don't know why I'm apologizing. Cause it, forget it. Forget it. I, I'm not off to a good start on this whole fucking August thing. Cause there you go. <laughs> um, but that that's that's cool though. So I have a question for you. If you I saw your TikTok, you said I, I don't have a TikTok. I actually do. I, I just I'm fucking terrible at it. I know I need to get better content game, blah, blah, blah. But uh I did see one of your TikToks where you did that challenge of like you and your boyfriend running separate ways to see which yeah. which way your dog went, right? Uh, and your dog kind of did yeah. kind of did like that divorced parent thing where it's like it went to you first <laughs> and then it went to to the dad. <laughs> yeah. So I my question for she you does. uh my, my question for you given that it's it's mental health month and um all that are you prepared today to talk about divorce? Uh, fun fact, I actually wrote my whole senior thesis on the long and short term effects of divorce in a family Ooh. on kids mostly. Okay. So I'm talking, yeah, I to wrote an, my whole senior thesis. I'm talking to an expert. <laughs> uh, probably right. like on some 2018 facts, but you know, <laughs> but does that change has before we, we get into like, I guess the beginning, which is marriage. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the beginning, the beginning, the beginning, beginning relationships. Like has mm-hmm. your, you doing that thesis, did that change your outlook on how to handle relationships? Uh, yes, it did. It, um, it definitely did. But it also made you realize to be less selfish in a situation especially when you're you have kids and you're going through a divorce like people get so caught up in like what they want and how they feel that they put no thought into your decisions affecting people who are under the age of 18 which probably are have no say or might have some say but a lot of the cases like that you don't have you don't have any say so i think it also came to my mind that if I ever found myself in that situation, like I, it's not about just me. So. And divorce obviously is, is bigger than breakups, but I'll get to that in a second. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned something about selfish, like being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't understand that they're being selfish. I'll, I'll, I'll talk from my experience. Um, mm-hmm. I am pretty selfish in the sense of friendship. I'm working on a project right now. I'll, I'll hold the title, but mm-hmm. part of the project, uh, the writing and the themes of it is 
is the fact that I want people to be my friends and I want to be their friends, but I want them to come to me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. You live in a totally different state right now in my yeah. life. I'm saving up to move to LA and be able to afford a place out in the Bay area to take care of my family as well. And I'm like, man, I know that tea is important in my life, but yeah. I only want to make time for her when it comes to her being in, not even like necessarily in the same state, but in the same fucking County. You know what I mean? Like that is yeah. selfish of me, but if I wasn't so self-reflective, I wouldn't understand that. You see what I mean? I feel like yeah. some people think selfishness is like, this is mine and all mine. I just grabbed a can, by the way, for people who can't see. Like, this is mine and all mine. <laughs> I'm uh, uh, I'm selfish. I don't care. So, like, my question for you yeah. is, what is the particular type of selfishness that someone should absolve themselves of before entering marriage or even parenthood? Um, I think my focus is more on like parenthood. I mean, obviously there is like selflessness that you need in a relationship, but I think that there's a, there's a fine line in selflessness in relationships, in my opinion, like. What's that um, line? It's. You still have to think of yourself because you don't want to lose yourself. Um, so you can be selfless. Like you have to be selfless to be in a relationship, but at the same time you cannot lose yourself. And, but with parenthood, it's like you're the, you have little humans depending on their whole life is like depending on you. So there are many, many moments in parenthood where I'm sure you have to be selfless. Like I don't have kids, so I don't know, but I think parenthood, you need a lot more selflessness than someone just in a relationship. Right, right. But I was, I guess I was more so talking about which, because which type of selfishness, Mm -hmm. because like the one I just described just makes me sound like a bad friend, right? But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I know I'm not a bad friend because when push comes to to shove, I know that I make myself as available as I possibly can for you. You know, I might not physically be there, but there are things that I have done. I know you know what I'm talking about recently with the phone call. Like mm-hmm. in that moment, I didn't think, man, I'm putting all this aside and I want her to know. But because I'm, we have this podcast, I need to explain it to yeah. the listeners, right? Like my, mm-hmm. my day-to-day job is actually very gruesome. I'm an operations manager and I, I work pretty much 24-6. Um So to be able to answer a personal phone call, I literally have to put everything on hold, including the people who are calling my phone. So when I get a text message from, from, and you're not the only person who has asked, can I, can you call me? Um, You're the, Mm -hmm. but you are one of the only people who, when you, you say that I will literally stop Mm -hmm. what I'm doing to call you. You you see what I mean? So I know that that's not selfish. I'm not a selfish person. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm mm-hmm. saying is like, w- is it the selfishness of 
I'm not sharing my things that is actually more toxic and being a parent? Or is it the selfishness of this is me and my time and I don't want anyone to bother it? Or is it the selfishness of I got to save money no matter what this person wants? Like what type of selfishness Mm -hmm. is the worst when it comes to being a parent? Mm. I think it's gosh this is so hard I think it's I have this expectation I think of parents so I think I'm a kind of like you can't really have expectations because expectations can't always be met but my expectation of a parent is to always put someone's need before their own and I think the most toxic one is you know, kids growing up, like my parents were never there for me. My parents worked all the time. My parents, you know, they, you know, never reach out to me. They never ask what, how I'm doing or they don't care. So I think it's the most selfish thing that a parent can do is like always put themselves first to the point where their kid knows that they or maybe they don't know, but feel that they have no place in their life. I think that's the worst type of selfishness that a parent could have, in my opinion. What, that a that a kid has no place in the parent's life. Yeah, like like the, to feel that way for a kid to feel that way, and you're the parent that would make you like selfish. And I think that's the worst kind. What? Why do? <laughs> then why even have a kid? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why have a kid if you can't be there for them? No, all right. Let me let me ask you. I Uh do you want a kid right now? Not right now, no. But yes, I do want eventually. Why do you want a kid? Uh, Not why do you want it? Why don't you want a kid? I'm saying why in general. Why do you Mm -hmm. want a kid? Uh, I don't know. I think it it's just something. I would want to build a family of my own. So that's why I would want kids. Got you. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like inherently uh, most people, they, they might not think of this as a bad thing, but most people want a kid for the legacy. So mm-hmm. in, in a way that's a person's form of immortality is saying, I will not live for the rest of my life, but my kid will. And then my kids, kids will, and then so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Obviously, hopefully we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I feel like when you have a kid because of the legacy, like you want to continue your legacy, that's actually inherently, it, it could go down the road of selfishness and just outright disaster. Yeah. Um, and I'll get sure for sure. I'll give you an example of that. I I spoke a lot about my dad on the show. Uh, most of the things I've said about my dad are, are, are true. The, the biggest thing I, that was a quote unquote lie is that he abandoned me. He didn't outright abandon me. Um, Mm -hmm. it was just a funny joke, but what I will say when it comes to his parenthood, uh, a lot of our attention is because he kept saying, like, I need you to be a man. I need you to be a man. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, what the fuck does that really mean? That's for a different episode. Mm-hmm. 
But what I interpret of it, when I ask, you know, my mom, what was he like Mm -hmm. growing up with, or not growing up when you guys got together, then I ask his brother or my Mm -hmm. uncle, what what was he like growing up? And I ask his mom and so on and so forth. I get this picture that he feels inadequate. So Mm -hmm. he has this kid who's artistic, Mm -hmm. who plays with toys uh, and like dolls at a very Mm -hmm. young age and is sensitive. Mm -hmm. I can understand that a guy who feels inadequate is like, no, this guy, this kid, that it's me. Mm -hmm. That is me. And people are going to see me being sensitive. Absolutely not. I need to change that. Yeah. You see, do you see where I'm going with this? Like that, Mm -hmm. that's the bad way of wanting to continue your legacy because it's not, you're not trying to continue your legacy. You're trying to get a do over through another human being. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So there's this TikTok I saw me again with the fucking TikTok references, but there is this TikTok that I saw a young girl. She looks like she could be in high school like maybe a sophomore junior and uh it's just her filming a tiktok and she's like crying in the bathroom um and i'm sure she did not expect it to blow up at all but she was basically explaining how her mom is so mean to her that her mom tells her like things that are wrong with her face or like like i don't know just who she is as a person to the point where like this girl is breaking down crying because the parental like mental abuse is like too much for her. And it is abuse. Like, I don't know. It, that's like, it just blows my mind that people can do that. Well, hold on. I agree. That kind that kind of phrasing is fucked up. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let's take it back a notch. I don't know. I don't know anything about this girl. Let, let's talk about my experience so I don't put it on anyone else and try to talk from their shoes. I think that what my dad was trying to do, if he had done it a different way, would have actually been okay. I feel like most parents, what they want for their kid is actually not bad. And I, I, when I say most, I mean like 95% of parents. In general, I think what they want for yeah. the kid is is perfectly fine. I think how they're expressing it and how they go about it is not the best. Um, again, yeah. in my example, my dad, my dad was pretty much like trying to drill Sergeant me into being a man at like six years old. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that, that didn't work at six. It worked at 26. Took 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah. it would, it probably would have worked faster if he wasn't so impatient and wasn't projecting from inside. So my question for you will then become, do you feel like the older we get, not necessarily older generations, but do you feel like the older we get, the harder it is to self-reflect and realize that some of the things that we are doing are actually toxic? some of the behaviors we have are actually toxic? Um, I don't think the realization comes late. I think it becomes a lifestyle that 
is not worth your change. So what do you mean by that? I find I find it hard to believe that someone growing up com- like does the same thing over and over and over again and doesn't see the fault in it. So I mean, I'm going to say this because I grew up in a household where, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and then has recovered, thank God, but um Congratulations. I there thank you. <laughs> Uh, there comes a time where you, you know, from, from my dad's like, you know, I've asked my dad a hundred questions of like everything he went through more for awareness too. But, um, there comes a point where you do know exactly what you're doing unless, you know, there may be like another, uh, mental factor in it or, you know, other factors. But I do think that you choose which path you go down eventually that that time does come up and you're like, you know, what? I want to change. I don't want to be this person anymore or fuck it. We're here. This is just who I am. So I think it there. No, you do get a time where you you have a choice. What do you think? Um. So, you know what? Um. Sorry, I burped there. Uh, edit. <laughs> uh, go back and edit. I, I I had to click out because I was typing something. Um, this is the perfect topic for me personally, because this mm-hmm. is the exact reason why I left Bad Luck Barlow. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have done this because I can typically see when people are in this cycle. So you might understand, but you might not. So I'll explain it to you. It's It's the cycle of wanting to change but then eventually staying the same. So life is a bunch of mm-hmm. cycles, right? But the thing about change, it's it's not a shape that we know. You have to follow the cycle, and then right before you complete the circle, you veer off left. So this is what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, victimhood. Bad luck Barlow, right? This is the cycle. Every day I wake up, look at myself in the mirror, and I say... Man, I'm fat. I'm chubby. Um, I need to do something about it. That's internal, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I make a gym plan. I, I I make a workout plan. I uh, look up supplements. I get a gym membership. I go running, right? And that first day is great. It's the second day where you wake up and there's no result. Yeah. So what it is, and this, you can find this in the power of habit. What it is, is that instant gratification that's needed to affect, to keep the habit going. Um, Mm -hmm. what you are used to for the instant gratification, you're not, you're not getting with the new cycle. So I was chubby because the instant gratification I got from eating a fucking Whopper was like, holy fuck. This fucking tastes so fucking good and I feel happy. I feel great. No one's bothering me versus two minutes into jogging. It's more pain, right? It's like, why the fuck am I doing this to my, this is like literal torture and I can walk away at any moment. Literally the reason why half the time I don't want to get up at five in the morning to go to the fucking gym. Like, 
Yeah. No. But but but, here, but think about what I just said though. I mm. wake up every morning and tell myself I'm chubby. So it's it's not about not wanting to change. It's not about not even like I know about the things I have to change. What you really yeah. need to do is, and people don't like this part, you have to fucking endure. Like you have to mm-hmm. build grit that you don't have. And the reason you don't have it is because most people try doing this when, when they're my age, when they're 26 years old, right? You had 26 years. You know how long that is? People say life is short. If you take it day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, it's not fucking short. How many minutes, T, do you think I've had of being a fat ass in my entire life? It's a lot. It's a lot. So what I guess what I'm trying to get at is people do want to change. People are aware of what they need to change. But when they get tested, as in like, okay, I... Uh, I want to stop drinking, right? So it's easy to not go to the, it's easy for you yourself to not go to the store. It's easy for you yourself to not have anything in your fridge. But then what happens when you get stressed? Yeah. Then what happens when you get triggered? What happens when you get stressed? What are you going to do? And you can't avoid stress. Yeah. It's impossible unless, unless you're super, super rich. But even that comes with stresses we don't know about. So it's like, yeah, it's when you're tested and, and I know I'm going on a rant right now, but it's when you're tested. No, no. Do you see what I mean, though? Do you like do you see what I'm getting at? No. Yeah, for sure. I do. I do know exactly what you mean. And I think um, I am just going to say that I go through th- those phases quite often where I, you know, I'm really? just my mental health is shit. Yeah, where my mental health is just shit and I'm like, you know, it's just bad. And I'm sure anybody who has bad mental health sometimes like understands what I mean, where like sometimes it's just like so bad. But it's honestly, I'm going to say this, but it's I have a motivation and with that motivation is the reason I have to get out of bed. And it's my dog. And I know, but I'm caring for a pet that that needs like things you know like needs to go out needs to have food needs to you know get some fresh air but if it wasn't for her like the chances of me being able to stay inside and not open you know the window and just not do fucking shit would be like so high so I think it's like yes people need People are stuck, but if you have some sort of motivation, some sort of reason for getting up that like kind of pushes you at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's like, I made it through two hours. I made it through a whole day and like seeing things as accomplishments instead of like chores. I think that's a huge way to like get out of that funk and just like healthy practices. So yeah, but I feel you. I totally fucking feel you on that whole thing. So I actually, I want to talk about something right there. That motivation piece, right? So it's mm-hmm. actually not hard to, to dig into motivation. Um, from what I, from what I read and what I understand people, people confuse mm-hmm. motivation with will motivation is very, is very simple for me. I want to look fucking good. 
I want to look so fucking good <laughs> yeah. that I become the, you're going to laugh at this because you know me. See, that was a habit too. I shouldn't have said that. I want to become a sex symbol. <laughs> I want to become a sex symbol before I am 30 years old. That is my goal in my life. Yeah. Um, and that's I, a good goal. Thank you. Thank you. But what I'm, that's a motivation, right? Then I turn on mm-hmm. my fucking workout thing. These days I don't have it, but for the sake of conversation and people listening, I'm going to take you back to when I first started this, this workout program, literally mm-hmm. during the fucking warm up, I would half-ass it 50%. And I'm just like, oh, like whatever, like, you know what? Like one day isn't going to kill me mm-hmm. if I don't go that hard. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll just go harder yeah. tonight when I work out. But like, that's my, yeah. that's my point. It's like, it's will. It's not about fucking motivation. My motivation is there. It never mm-hmm. leaves. I shower thinking I'm going to be mm-hmm. a sex symbol. I make music thinking I'm going to be a sex symbol. I am right now mm-hmm. am looking at my calf and thinking that calf is going to be on a cover of GQ one day. But the, <laughs> the second I hop on a fucking treadmill, I'm like, God damn, a burger sounds good right now. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. So I want to talk about something real quick when it comes to the motivation, because I think this is no one really talks about this. Very, very important. Before I go to it, though, I, I get to that topic. I have a question for you. When you got What's Lita, up? when you got Lita, was she already well trained mm-hmm. or did you have to train her? I had to train her. She was a rescue dog. So she just lived out. You know, we found her in the big lots parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, no, I definitely had to train her and it, it was hard. Okay. But- all right. So stop took, right there. Stop. It's what it takes. Stop right there. Okay. What, what kept you going to train her? Like, like you tell her to sit and she starts running. What, what kept you like, okay, no, she's going to sit and listen to me as opposed to fuck it. Let her uh-huh. go, keep her outside. Let her run, put her in a kennel, whatever. What made you go and force her to sit? So there's two things. One, I wanted her to like listen is one and she fucking sucks at that. Um, But two, I wanted her to not piss and and shit in the house. And I think potty training has to be one of the hardest parts of having a dog. Yeah. Um, Because like. Um, there's a there's a bunch of factors in it dogs are weird when it comes to their shit and piss so it's like it's just it's just a hard phase but with her the the like what pushed me was like i am don't want fucking we rented the house first of all it was a rental so there couldn't be any fucking shit stains or piss stains anywhere like it literally like nice and it was it was just like it was so bad but it was like okay if i want to see these results I have to work extra hard to make sure that I'm following through. Okay. So this is what, this is what I'm trying to get at. People stop because it's fucking hard. Yeah. I'm not just talking about dog trading. I'm talking about everything. I I was this kind of person. It would, it's like, okay, you know what? It's too hard for me to, I'll I'll talk about work instead of uh, losing weight. So people don't think I'm fucking a, crazy obsessed with myself. Um, if a guy does something wrong, 50 year old fucking guy does something wrong. He Mm -hmm. works for me or he works for the company, but I am his boss. 
The easy thing to do is sw- sweep it under the rug. I don't want to deal. I don't yep. want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. You do it. You do it. You do it. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm doing that still more these days, even though in every other area of mm-hmm. my life, I am fucking grit and willpower all the way. In this one particular instance, I'm not training people who are clearly doing something not crazy wrong. That's like breaking a fucking law, but it's like little shit, like not checking into our receiving dock when they should be, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. parking wherever the fuck they want. I need to be the guy who calls them and says, Hey, need you to park here. Why don't I do that? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the main question I'm trying to get at here. Yeah. And this relates to, Um. But it's a hypothetical question. This relates to <laughs> this relates to parenting a lot uh-huh. because. Oh yeah. And and hear me out here because this 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 one's going to get a little controversial. It is so easy to yell at something when it's when it's unequipped. And with defense mechanisms as a child, it's when it starts yelling back that you get frustrated, not because it's yelling back deep down. You're frustrated because the person that's yelling back learned it from you. You are faced with you in the face (laughs) and you don't know how to handle it. So it's easy as parents to yell Uh It's easy, it's easy as parents to um, pretty much like the dog or the, the human version of just putting the dog outside. You know what? Whatever. Go to your room. Go do, go do this. Yeah. Go do that. Now, I'm not a parent, so I could get the, the entire game fucked up. But when I and T, I'm going to let you talk in a second because I'm just going off in a fucking rant here. Mm-hmm. When I was getting disciplined by my dad, it, mm-hmm. he took the easy route. The easy route was, I didn't catch the football, you yell. I fell off the bike, you yell. I don't know which hand to hold my fork with, you yell in public. Instead of, hey, you know what? Why don't I, as a human being, take an extra five minutes, not even to explain, but just like, hey, put this in this hand. That's a fork. Put this mm-hmm. in this hand. That's a steak knife. What you're going to do is this. And that you, yes, you're not eating in that moment. Yes. You're taking longer. Yes. Mm-hmm. You might miss the football game. Yes. But guess what you, and I'm talking to all parents here. You made a fucking decision. You made a decision to, yeah. to either get pregnant or have a kid. Then you kept the kid nine months. You had to fucking think about that decision. Then you gave birth to the kid or you had the kid. Now I'm making a general statement. I know a lot of people's situations are different. I'm not trying to be ignorant to that. But what I'm saying is if you want to be a parent, not, not a dictator, but you want to be a parent, you're working a double. You've got a job. Yeah. And now you have a second yeah. one. Exactly. Exactly. Also, uh, Boom. Fuck, I, you were going off on something there and I had an awesome thought. And I I'm, totally sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, no, you're good. You're totally good. But it, it, it is a second job. And, and I'm I mean, not I ready for it. Kid, but I'm not either. I think a dog is enough. But you know what? I can leave my dog to go to work 
I hire a dog sitter or dog walker, which is an extra fee on top of my puppy's puppy already. But like, uh, with a child babysitter, it is probably like they have to be there the whole time. You know, they're not out there to just like go check on my baby and say what's up and leave. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's oh god, I'm so not ready for that. I did remember my thought though. Okay, so about the whole like uh parent mad because they raised a version of themselves but as a female I feel this not a lot but I know other girls feel it too like my friends I've talked to them about it they feel the same way um and I'm there probably are other girls that feel this way but when you're dating a guy and there are traits in them that as a woman, you know, is not right or not how you want to be treated. I would like have been in situations where I've felt mad at the mother because I also think like you're around your son all the time and he acts this way like that was your job yeah. to fucking teach him this shit. So like, what do you, you know, like, so I under like parents are mad because they built someone like them, but then it's also like the person outside also has a feeling of like, you raise this person and you raise this person this way. But as a parent, like my mom, she always says like, did I do okay? Like, was I an okay parent? So I, a parenthood is not easy. So I, I'm not like, it's not like blaming no, someone, but it's it not. is like it's kind of pointing fingers. Well, here's the, because here's the thing I hold parents and this is probably, mm-hmm. this is probably because of the divorce thing, but I hold parents to a very high standard and, and mm-hmm. I, not, not because they had a kid. That's part of it. Obviously that's what made you a parent. But the reason I hold parents to a high standard um, is is simply because you have you are God. If you th- and I know that's going to mm-hmm. be controversial, but wh- what <laughs> what is God? God makes life, right? You made a life. The difference between you as a parent and God is that I don't get the chance to hear what God has to say to me back. God might give me signs. Mm-hmm. God might send me subtle things, but that's just because he's a poet. You know, you, I see every day you have to answer for what you've done. And your answer should not be, well, it's because I'm your dad. Well, it's because I'm your this. So do it. Like, no, it take the time to explain it to me. Why, why do I need to take the trash out? Why? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So, Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I, I mean, that's it. I mean, everything else is going to be just a, like, I, I'm going to sound like a brat. You want to know why I sound like a brat? Because I was a fucking only child for, for nine years. Right. Um, but uh-huh. I was also humbled by my, my life where I got everything I wanted. Then I went to college and suddenly I shouldn't get everything I want. You know what I mean? So like I was able to yeah. see both sides of life. And I can now firmly say, like, if you want to teach somebody something, you also have to tell them why. And why has to be 
a deep reason. They might not get it right then and there, but I'll tell you what, team. There are things that my mom and even my dad have said to me when I was like 10, 12. And I, I was like, man, I can't fucking believe I'm throwing out the trash right now. I hate this. I want to be playing video games. <laughs> and then I'm, then I'm 19 years old. And I'm like, oh, should I get it? Holy fuck. Th- yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, for making me do that. But that it's because they yeah. sometimes m- my dad, mo- most times my mom told me why. Yeah. You know, uh, but go ahead. You were, you were saying something. Yeah, I cut no, you off. When I, no, I cut you off. Uh, when I was younger, my thing was, but why? Like to everything that my parents said. <laughs> I remember and that actually. Today, this day. And they like absolutely hated it. But my mom was so stickler on like explain it to her. And my dad was more like, bro, she's asking, but why for everything? Like, fuck this, you know, because I fucking said so. That's why. That's what my dad used to say. Not he didn't cuss, but he was like, I'd be like, but why, dad? And he'd be like, because I said so. Is that good? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, But most of the time they would explain it to me. So when I told them that I wanted to take like the legal route in life, they were like, oh, that totally makes fucking sense. Like your whole fucking childhood, you had to question every little thing that we did. Hey, you know what? Yeah, man, I got to know everything. (laughs) Let's uh, that actually just led me to my next part. Let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. I feel like most podcasts don't get to this um, this point in that kind of conversation. Discipline. Mm -hmm. Discipline kind of contradicts everything I'm talking about right now, because yes, for the most part, you, you should tell your child or an employee or any, you don't have to tell your dog why tell them why. Right. But yeah, there comes a point where the, the child or the employee is doing something that it might not understand it's that it's wrong, but it understands that it's going to continue to do it until a force acts upon it. Do you see what I mean? It doesn't have to be a physical force, but it has to be a force. This is, this is like a car. Think of, think of bad behavior as a car. If you're gassing and you don't have any brakes, what's going to stop you? You're either going to crash or you have to fucking divert off course. But both of those are not going to be pretty. So you have to have breaks. <laughs> so my question for you, in today's day and age, online, it looks like we, we're kind of shying away from discipline. Um, and discipline is what, what it takes to be great. You got to discipline yourself. I shouldn't have two hamburgers right now. I should only have one hamburger a month. <laughs> you know, like, what? how do you know when you need to discipline someone uh, and how do you know you need a disciplined child? So I do agree. Like the younger generation compared to like our parents uh, there, there's like a whole controversy about discipline. Um, yep. And, you know, and like even, even my parents, well, mostly like my dad, um, will be like, you know, people are just 
like wine now. They're you know, pussies. Like they basically Just say like it. make pussies. pussies. Yeah, they're fucking pussies. And not the not <laughs> the cool so, ones. You you guys are are no, soft. Not the good one. <laughs> you fucking soft. You're Charmin ultra soft. You know the Charmin bear loves to shit. You guys are fucking the the paper that wipes that Charmin bear's ass. It's fucking soft. Go all right. Go ahead, T. Sorry. I. I do like Charmin though. <laughs> Charmin is the shit. I, I I wasn't trying to. Yeah. Uh, no it pun is intended. No pun intended. By the way. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I do think discipline is a huge thing. Am I gonna discipline my kids? Yes, I am gonna discipline my kids. How I discipline them will will probably be different than how other people discipline their kids. But I mean, I got disciplined a lot, and like. They, it's not like my parents like beat me or anything, but I would get spanked. And when my dad spanked me, it was a thousand times worse than when my mom spanked me. <laughs> so yeah. like both my parents spanked me like with a belt. It's not like they beat me. They just like spanked me on the butt. Um, and obviously I would cry, but then I wouldn't do it again. And then like another form of discipline my parents had was I had to literally write essays on why I should not be grounded anymore so my dad used to make me write like four page essays when i was like six four fucking pages what yes so so i could and explain to him why i should not be grounded anymore double spaced right another form no single space i i tried double space single space tripping hey yo hey yo p-lope p-lope i love you you're my guy that was that was a little unnecessary. Two pages is cool. Back to no, no, go ahead, go ahead, T. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I had a lot of different forms. One of them was I had to go read books and then come back and tell my parents what it was about. Like I couldn't come out of my room until I read a whole book. Um, nice. But then other times, you know, my parents would just straight up get say, yeah, "I'm getting the belt," and I would just freak the fuck out. But uh, knowing when to discipline is also a huge thing. Like you don't just like beat your kid. You have to, if you spank them, you have to explain to them why they were spanked. You can't just like spank them and be like, you're in trouble. And they have no idea why it's like the same thing when you spank a dog, like dogs have really shitty memories. So when you spank them, they kind of don't remember. So you kind of have to like refresh their memory. <laughs> refresh their memory. I, I motherfucker, yeah. come here, come here. Um, <laughs> it, no, I mean like, I don't. That shit is tough, to be honest with you. Um, and I feel like I only say it's tough because my um, my association with discipline or disciplining others mm-hmm. is kind of fucked up. Because, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you an example, right? I'll, I'll give you a funny example to, to lighten the mood. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's say I'm trying to get laid, right? Say I'm at a bar trying mm-hmm. to, let's say I'm at a bar trying to get laid. I buy a girl a drink. She's like, Hey, you want to fuck? And we go in the car. We fuck. Hey, like, oh, okay. All right. Now I go to a different bar, different day. I go, uh, I go buy someone a drink. I say, all right, cool, thank you. Have a good night. And they walk away. I'm just like, the fuck? Wait, so so buying a okay, I guess buying a drink doesn't get me laid. Okay. Then I go to a different bar. 
And I compliment this girl's shoes. She's like, oh, thanks. You know, the cool thing about shoes is I take them off when I fuck. You want to fuck? I'm like, oh, absolutely. Yes, I would <laughs> I would love to fuck. So we go back and we fuck in my car. I, I drive a, a, a Honda Accord, by the way. Uh, anyway, um, what I don't know why I said that, that. Like, that was cool. I just, I felt like I needed to paint the picture. Yeah, I'm fucking in a Honda Accord. <laughs> it's spacious. Honda Accord. Imagine me and, this, me and this girl with nice shoes fucking in the back. <laughs> All right. So uh, what I'm trying to get at is like, I, like, I was so, I was like, my dad just yelled and hit me for the, for everything. That was like the, the everything, everything was hit. Like I didn't catch a football. I'm getting yelled at. Right. I, um, I'm crying. I'm getting yelled at. Like, I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't know what is what is discipline when it comes to others? Now I know for myself, I know what it did for me where it's like, Oh, you got me fucked up. I'm not going there. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of bad. Cause that's how you limit your life. Um, for example, there was one time I almost got fucking, um, I'm not going to say the city name cause otherwise they'll, they'll try to catch me up again. But I almost got fucking set up <laughs> because of someone I was driving to a party in this one city and I said, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm never going to that city again. But that's yeah, that's like one of the habits I'm trying to break these days. I'm not trying to do that victim shit. But what I'm trying to get at is like your the spanking has to be for like you almost have to kind of write this shit down as a parent. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, OK, all right. Here is the triangle of all of the things my kid could do. All right. They said the sweat. They, yeah. they, they cussed in public. They're getting the belt. They, uh, mm-hmm. they told their mom to keep cooking. I'm, I'm going to give them a, a stern talking to in the garage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, like you can't just get the belt for everything is what I'm trying to yeah. get at. You can't get a stern talking for everything. Go ahead. So I, when my dog was younger, she, I'm just going to paint a picture. She's eight and she acts like she's two. So imagine an actual like puppy puppy. She was on some crackhead shit. And I used to spank her because she wouldn't listen because she was just so riled up. She didn't give a fuck. Like it was her world and we were just all fucking living in it. And whatever she did was fine. So I spanked her. I had to. I had no choice. Right. But now when you spank her on the butt, she thinks you're playing like she, See? you spank her on the butt and she 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 thinks she's like you're playing like obviously she knows when she's in trouble when so when you spank her and it's a serious spank she'll sit there but like if i'm just walking up to her and i i just like spank her on the butt like not hard she thinks i'm playing but it was because like you spanked them so much like now that doesn't fucking phase them so you chose the worst option possible which is spanking and now all you do is spank them and now it doesn't fucking phase them like see I don't know. you would get it along comes with- to a point where it's like <laughs> what? what i was gonna say you would get along with my dad because same deal like <laughs> it, it was that i mean i explained it in the barlow episode i'm not trying to fucking go off on a tangent on that but like same exact deal you know what i mean um mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just, I feel we were going to talk about divorce and we ended up going the whole different route of parenting, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I did. And watch us come back and listen to this and be like, we were so naive and dumb, like as parents, like later down the road. Well, yeah, because you know what? I feel like the thing that 
Honestly, I'm going to, no, I'm going to say a hot take. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready. Brace yourself because people are going to fucking <laughs> kill me for this. I think sometimes people use the parent thing as a cop out. Like, like you don't, you don't, you don't know what it's like to be a parent. No, you know what? You're, you're right. I don't, but I, I do know what it's like to not be a dickhead. So you're, you're welcome. I do know that difference. I do. Well, how are you going to handle telling your kid, you know, not to, not to touch the stove the same way I would tell my boy not to touch the stove. If he didn't listen, he's touching the fucking stove. Well, it's different because you, oh, because you love the thing. You know what I think it is, T? I, oh my, I'm going to sound like a fucking Instagram influencer right now, but I don't really give a shit. I legitimately love differently than these motherfuckers. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to love my kid. Obviously more than I love. Like, I don't know, like uh, associates and friends and shit, but like, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and tell you T like, Hey T I love you less than this, than my child. It's, is it implied? Yes, of course. Am I going to, if I had only one meal left, am I going to give it to you or my kid? I'm going to give it to my kid, but not because I love you, not because I love you less, but because I know you're an adult and you have the ability to go get something. My job yeah. My job is to love and protect this thing until it can love and protect itself. It, it's as simple as that. Yes. There are, there are obvious things where, or not obvious things. There are like, what happens if your, your child is born with a disability? What happens if your child mm-hmm. is born blind, deaf, and all of that? Like those mm-hmm. aren't the parents I'm talking to. I'm talking about your, your child was born healthy. And when I, when I tell you, you shouldn't hit your kid and you say, you don't know what it's like to be a parent. I'm going to say, well, you don't know what it's like to receive criticism, obviously, because you're fucking bad at it. (laughs) You're really fucking bad at it. Just, just admit that you yourself weren't ready for a kid and let's be done with it. Yeah. Let's, let's just be fucking done with it. Um, but respect to everyone who is a parent and making it work. Uh, respect to all my, my single mothers out there. Uh, respect to all my single fathers out there. I know you guys don't get love. Uh, and respect to everyone as a parent. Obviously, we we fuck around a lot in the show, but um, ultimately, mm-hmm. bringing the reason I'm hard on you guys is because you guys are responsible for a life other than yourself. Yeah. I also think that, you know, when I was thinking about looking back on this as a parent, like, will I think different? I do also think it will remind you on expectations you had for yourself before having a child too. Yeah. I think it's good to not lose that. Yeah. And the last, the last thing I will say on this topic of, of having a kid, have a kid. And this is to, this is to my fellows out there, actually not, not to my ladies. You can, you can talk to the ladies after I say this message. Okay. T fellas. Okay. Fellas. When you're deep stroking it raw and it's gripping, you know, there's, there's this feeling you get of mindless carelessness of just release. You know what? Like I, (laughs) I need to just let it all go. I'm not, I am not ready to, to 
let this go. I'm ready to be a dad. I'm ready to give it all up. Stop. <laughs> Stop yourself. Don't do it. And, and I'm not just talking about for the wrong one. I'm talking about like ev- for everyone. Fellas, I'm going to give you guys a challenge. I challenge every single one of you, and I've done this my entire life, so it's not hard. It's not difficult. You guys are just whores. Do not have sex without a condom unless you are prepared to be a father. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Unless you are prepared to be a parent with that girl in particular. I don't care if you guys have been together for two years. I don't care if you guys have been through some shit. Are you ready yeah. to be a parent with that person? And fellas, let me tell you, don't ever, ever, ever get someone pregnant that makes you feel like everything is on you. Everything. Yes, you are to provide, but get you a woman that says you are not alone and I will be there as a partner and as a mother to your child. Boom. August out. Talk talk to your ladies out there. (laughs) Honestly, I think you hit it like on the nail. Like even in that situation of guys wanting to just say, fuck it. It's also a girl's thing too. You know, at that moment where a person asks, like, can I come in you? Uh, Say no. Say no. (laughs) Just don't. Just don't do it. Say no. (laughs) You know what? You know what? What, One day we're going to have a podcast. Because sometimes... Go ahead. No, no. You say because sometimes. No, because sometimes it does come in your hair, head like, fuck it. But just say no. No. Nah, you know what? Um, I was I was in someone's garage once where they were talking about like pussy so good you couldn't pull out. And like it was a literal t- uh, topic. This is like 2019. And they were like, oh, well, you, you've never had good pussy you've never had good pussy i'm like first of all you don't have a penis so you can't tell me what good pussy is your fingers or tongue being on a vagina don't don't stop it stop it just shut up that's number one number two i've had no i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna talk about my 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 stuff going on but what i will say is no matter how good it was my brain is stronger and and I've stayed. I've <laughs> the thoughts st- of my consequences. <laughs> the thoughts of my consequences. I will say this, and baby, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Obviously, this isn't about you. I've only ever done that once, and I fucking freaked out milliseconds afterward. The second I woke up the next day, me and my boy went straight to the fucking. Uh, campus, um, you know, and we both bought, uh, both bought plan B and I never did it again. Never wanted to do it again. Never thought about doing it again. Never even touched myself to the idea of fucking doing that again. That was awful. But you want to know why fellas? Because I knew if I got that girl pregnant, all of that is on me. The kids, the house, the, 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 the car payment, the fucking, that's how motherfuckers end up getting a divorce, running away from their kid and, and, and marrying some girl in Guatemala. That is not who I was trying to be. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. That does not sound like the lifestyle for me. Absolutely not. Um, but see, I think I'm good. Are you good? You have anything else you want to tell the fans? No, I think I'm good. 